I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. Karaski Melvin will join us a little later on in the show with a special conversation with Lafayette Little League Challengers uh, team. Also tonight on, t on the show, we'll talk about the Cajun baseball program and where they finished and what's ahead. And UL, their first baseman Carson Rockefort earning some postseason awards. Plus, some big news for the Cajun softball program. We'll let you in on all of that. But first things first, it's the first time since head coach Matt Deggs has taken over the program that the team has won a conference tournament title. Louisiana, which claimed its 10th overall Sunbelt Conference title and the first under Deggs, posted its most wins in a season since a 43-21 and record in 2000. Uh, in 20, 2016, that is. The game marked the final appearance for seniors Jonathan Brandon, Connor Kemple, Jeff Wilson, Austin Perrin, Austin Garrett, Jacob Schultz, and Brandon Talley. Those seven seniors have set the tone for this program as the future looms. Deggs realizes the players that return will have to carry on the legacy and create a winning attitude. And that's uh, one thing and actually is uh, going uh, out and winning is the other. And there's an old saying, you can't pay for a championship. It's because it's just priceless. You know, for three years I've had to talk about it, right? And, and I want you to see what I can see. I'm telling you guys, this is the blueprint. And then I get chills telling you that because when it comes to fruition, bam, there you go. Now the, the talking is a little bit less and the action is a little bit more on their part. What's your number one goal? And when I say what's your number one goal, I mean personally unanimously yesterday it was Omaha that wouldn't happen a year and a half ago and so that is the tradition and pride that's being restored and when you get expectation man it's like a tidal wave it's hard to stop we're obviously light years ahead of where we were three years ago uh, just from an expectation and personnel standpoint uh, but that, that should be your goal, or maybe, you, you know, go try something a little bit easier. That's the, that's the, the goal, and I, we're going to get there. And uh, I think what, you, what you're excited about is next year's team has a better chance than others. Another postseason award for the Cajuns is Carson Rockefort getting a trunk full of those. He's one of 16 players named as a first team selection to the 2022 ABCA Rawlings NCAA Division I South All-Region Team. Rockefort, as first team All-Sunbelt Conference recipient, led Louisiana in 12 statistical categories on offense during the season, including Average at 374, home runs with 16, RBIs with 68, and stolen bases at 25. Rockefort finishes as the fourth leading hitter in Sunbelt Conference, in the conference that is, after averaging 392 during the regular season and 420 in Sunbelt Conference play. Raging Cajun softball had reason to celebrate as well as the team won the regular season and Sunbelt Conference tournament titles. And next year's conference tournament now will be at Lamson Park. Conference officials say the tournament will happen in May of 2023. Official dates will be announced later as the three-time defending champions 
Well, the Cajuns will have to get will have a chance to get title number four in front of the Cajun faithful. This will be the sixth time Lamson Park has hosted the conference Sun softball championship. It hosted the inaugural championship in 2000. It's also hosted in 2004, 2014, 2018. And that tournament could see the likes of James Madison, Marshall and Southern Miss as the three teams that join the conference in softball next season. All right, coming up, we have Karaski out in the field talking a little Lafayette Little League Challengers. That's coming up next. portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to the show. Every summer for the past 11 seasons, the Acadiana Cane Cutters have played in the Texas Collegiate League, and for nearly half of those seasons, the team has played a game against the Lafayette Little League Challengers team. It's a, ma a matchup that brings a smile to everyone's face, from fans to coaches to all the athletes. Cajun Nation anchor Karaski Melvin has more on this unique but very special matchup. Inside Cajun Nation is back. We're here with Coach Brian Mullison of the Lafayette Little League and just saw a very entertaining Challenger All-Star game. First of all, can you tell me how this kind of came to be? Well, you know, we've been doing Challenger for 17 years at Lafayette Little League. And one day Richard Chalmers called us and said, hey, how about if we do a service Chevrolet Lafayette Little League night? And I said, man, that would be incredible. And so I think we're in about the fifth year with it. And uh, so they've been calling us back every year, and it's just been a, a great, great event for us. How excited are the athletes when they hear that they can come out to this, to this field, go up against, you know, big league competition like the game comes? Oh, they, they get so excited. I mean, we play an eight-game season, regular season. And then we play a few postseason events, and this is one of them. And then we play a couple of state tournament games. And then uh, last year, somebody with a car show in Washington uh, called us to go play, and, and we did that also. So we're going to do that later in the fall. So. But, but they get excited any time that they get to travel a little bit, you know, so it's fun. Tell, tell me about the about the about the crowd because it's not just on the field; it's off the field. You saw parents, you saw other little leaguers. They are on their feet, screaming, clapping, ruining them on. That's got to be awesome. Oh, it, it, the the cane cutters players just do a great job every year. I mean, you know, they they just and and then the fans, like you said, get get really excited and and they've been backing our kids for so long. You know, Kurt Shakespeare is our president. And, and the whole Lafayette Little League supports the Challenger Division so much that we've, we've been blessed. It's been fantastic. Still to come on Inside Cajun Nation, I sit down for a one-on-one -on -one conversation with head baseball coach Matt Deggs as we look back at the regional and look ahead to the future of Cajun baseball. Coach Deggs talks about college baseball and the playoff system, why it's not a good fit for the Cajuns. That's all next when we return in 90 seconds on Inside Cajun Nation.
Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation, everybody. George Faust alongside the head baseball coach for the Raging Cajuns. I wanted to say men's baseball, but they don't play don't women's say baseball. That. They play they play softball. So, <laughs> uh, the baseball coach for the Raging Cajuns is Matt Deggs. And coach, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here, some. George. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's start uh, with where we ended the season. Uh, obviously, in a regional, which is a good thing. Uh, maybe wish we could have got to the super, of course, but. Uh, Nonetheless, a, a very productive year for you guys. No doubt. Wish we were still playing. Uh, but I wish it for the kids. And those boys love to play so, so much, and they loved each other so much. And they, they just – I felt like they deserved to keep playing and may have just uh, run out of a bullet or two. Yeah. And uh, I think we emptied everything we had against A&M uh, on, on – was it Saturday night? And took a lead into the seventh. Uh, Two-run lead into the seventh. Just couldn't hold it. And, uh, but I was proud of them, I'm, and I was happy for them and for Cajun Nation and this community. And just to know that we got a little bit of our swagger back and, and uh, a little bit of that nasty back and, right. and a little bit of that grit back, and it, could, it makes me proud for everybody. Yeah, you can, you can kind of see that, too, all year long. Yeah. I've been saying, you know, I, I, I go on the radio time and time again, and, and I, I just can't, I'm like, dude, they're scra that's a scrappy, but they are fun to watch. Like, when you get out there, you're enjoying this game because they're gonna they're gonna run, they're gonna they're gonna hit the ball. You know, it's gonna be exciting. You're gonna watch some productive baseball. When you say uh, ta tapped out, you know, you, you guys kind of left it all out there. Uh, does have you ever been a part of a team that does that, and uh, and then you realize, oh my goodness, we still got a little bit more. Or uh, sometimes, I guess, I don't know. Does that uh, ever happen? Well, in order for that to happen, you're, you're going to have to have a little bit more depth on the mound. Mm -hmm. And I think, although our guys all did their part, uh, I think uh, we started to run a little bit short. And, and something that really not a lot of people know is we got real banged up mm -hmm. late. So Marshock pulls his hamstring, mm -hmm. Kemp's fighting a back, and he's out. And, and there's two of your better players out for the entire regional. Uh, Rocco had been battling some stuff as well as, as DeBarge and, and so, uh, you know, Bo uh, gave us everything he had in that first outing and uh, so it was, uh, we were definitely outmanned but we weren't outhearted and uh, I thought that was our best tool all year was just our heart and our grit and just our fight and these kids love each other, they didn't want to surrender and uh, they were fun to watch, I didn't even know what was going to happen. So. Right, absolutely and so uh, you get to the Texas A&M Regional, I guess, once you win the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, uh, I guess a little bit of ease sets in, and everybody was asking me, where do you think the Cajuns are going to go? And I was like, look, you know, they're like Hattiesburg. I'm like, ah. they love sending the Cajuns to A&M for yeah. some reason. They like doing that, uh, that committee. Did you, did, when you, after you guys won, did you have any sense of where you were going to go and why? Uh, like no, and, and I've been to a lot of them, and I know it doesn't. You, you can try to play matchup all you want, yeah. but to advance, you're going to have to beat somebody right. and somebody that's somebody. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they pair them up because it's two passionate fan bases that uh, I don't know that there's a lot of hostility there. They kind of, you know, uh, both fan bases love their team and TCU showed well as, as, as well. Uh, but it was our old stomping grounds as well, and so it, it had some extra special meaning. It was great to see some people, and everybody was so great to us. And I thought we played well. 
I would have liked to have seen us hold on to that lead and see what would have happened, but it just wasn't our time yet. When you uh, look at uh, what you've kind of done to, to, to the program now and where you're, where you're headed, uh, the, the excitement level should be at an all-time high, right? I mean, you guys, you kind of mentioned it uh, in, in your post-game press conferences uh, about how, you know, you're setting yourself up for something that could be pretty special here in the next few years. Yeah, and it's a process. And right. that process has taken, I'm an impatient guy, and, and uh, it's taken a little bit longer than I had hoped uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, you know, we've, with the, the pandemic and everything else, and it's just taken us a while to grab a hold of some traction. And uh, this team, though, I was asked at the end, what do you see moving forward? And I said, it's going to be a lot of fun because uh, we're going to return the, the backbone of that team and uh, adding some key pieces. And obviously, you got to stay healthy and catch a break or two. But there's no reason our expectation as a as, uh, you know, Cajun Nation as a whole should not be uh, through the roof. It, when you talk about the Cajun Nation and the fans and We've always known that this this baseball program is supported well uh, year after year, top 10 in attendance and one of the best college baseball atmospheres. I've seen a lot of uh, I went to Ole Miss, you know, been to Mississippi State, uh, seen seen all of those uh, LSU, whatever. Uh, it, it's impressive that a, a school of, uh, of this magnitude uh, a group of five, whatever, you, however you want to label it, is able to consistently do that. And what yeah. do you attribute that to? I, I say it all. It's, this is a baseball town, mm. and this is a baseball area. It's a Acadiana is chock full of great baseball and passionate baseball people. They're very knowledgeable, very loyal, and uh, they understand Cajun baseball. And uh, so we get just very, very uh, faithful support and. Uh, they just keep showing up no matter what. And my goal when I got back was we're going to give them their money's worth, and it's taken a second. Uh, but I feel like this team did that, and uh, I'm proud of that and proud of the way we were supported. I think we wound up like sixth or seventh uh, in the country in attendance, mm. uh, which yeah. that's all those schools with the patch on their sleeve. So uh, for us to do that, that, that makes me pretty proud. Yeah, that's impressive. And, and it, it continually, I mean, the facility's phenomenal. Uh, there's there's some excitement uh, with regards to the future. So, yeah, yeah the, it looks looks pretty exciting for, for uh, the upcoming uh, years or so. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about uh, the, the, you know, how the system works. Because I, I remember, you know, at the end of the season this year, you guys were kind of battling. I mean, you were on that, 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 Mendoza line, no, yeah. not even that. You were kind of down at the bottom trying to climb into that. Uh, is the system, uh, do you like the way they, they, they kind of gauge uh, the, the college baseball teams and, and how they get into the postseason? No. It's, uh, it's certainly flawed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it doesn't set up for uh, development. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is something that we take a lot, of, a lot of pride in as a program is development. We have to. We have to develop guys, and uh, so here's the thing. And, and talk about the excitement moving forward. We we should set our sights on hosting next year, because because I think seventy or eighty percent of the teams that do come out of it, right? And our our uh, our crowd and fan base would be a 
definitive advantage. Uh, the heat on the turf would be a definitive advantage, and it's something that we're accustomed to and used to. Uh, but the way that you get there, and, and everybody, and, and I didn't like it either when, when the league voted to go to a single elimination tournament because of rain. But I told our guys, look, we've been playing elimination games for the last month mm. because we were teetering on that RPI Mendoza line, as you say. Sure. And there's no rhyme or reason to it. So there's a 30-something that didn't get in, and there's a 50 that did. And, and so uh, I, I can't – we don't have enough time to go through all the different <laughs> right, right. metrics that make up this gumbo, uh, if you will, that they call RPI. Yeah. But there's a lot to it. And road wins is a definitive part of it. Uh, Q1, which is 1 through 50, mm -hmm. uh, plus Q2, which is 51 to 100. You add those together, you need to have a winning record or at least be at 15. You need to have a winning road record. There's an actual formula called ELO, which was developed to measure chess expertise, <laughs> which is factored into it. And so it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a high wire act, man. And yeah. schools our size and, and, and because we don't get the week to week uh, top 25 RPI opportunities uh, that say, some power five schools are going to get right so you can't lose at home to a, a q3 or q4 school and that just puts a major dent in things yeah. uh and so you got to be very cognizant of that uh george when you're scheduling uh right. and you're scheduling two years out so you don't know who's gonna you, be you just got to kind of right. look at track record right. and history and so uh no it's it's flawed uh i i, w I wish it was geared more around development and, you know, something that I've always thought would work is if, kind of like you did when you were in school, at the end, let's go back and drop our two or three lowest test grades. Mm. And you should be able to designate weekends or certain games where, yeah, we would like to be judged off of this. Right, right. Because you can't all the time pick your opponent. Right. So we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more. Yep. And uh, we'll have much more with Coach Matt Deggs for the Raging Cajun Baseball Program. Don't go away. We're back right after this. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, Matt Deggs there, the head baseball coach for the Raging Cajuns. And coach, uh, really enjoy speaking with you. It's always a pleasure. You're very insightful. And uh, so I'm gonna ask you about some of my favorite players because yeah. you have the insight on that. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys I really enjoy watching, we talked about him earlier is TR, but that's, I'm gonna get to him in a second. I want to talk about Carson uh, and, and Rockford and what what he's brought to this team and uh, your view of him as a coach and what you see from him. He's a uh, he's everything that you think, right? And so you watch him play, and uh, he's just as good a young man off the field as as the play that you get on the field, and that's not all the time the case, right? So. Uh, He's, he's quiet, he's understated, he's very humble, uh, but there's a burning, burning intensity inside of him, and it gets, it gets white hot. Uh, he doesn't like to make outs, and uh, he's a future big leaguer, I think. I know I'm biased. Uh, Jim Edmonds would be a good comp yeah. for him. Very good, yeah, uh, absolutely. Six-foot left-left guy that can really defend, yeah, throws good enough, but really has a hit tool. Yeah, okay. And uh, the thing about Carson is not only does he hit, he hits for power, uh, he can defend, and he steals bases. And that's why I thought, of course they didn't ask me, but uh, <laughs> that's why I thought he would probably have the leg up on player of the year 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just a fun guy to watch yeah. play. Another guy that I enjoy watching play is uh, uh, is Robertson and TR, and, and he, he just seems like, you know, he's got, you know, every time he, he – it seemed he seems so clutch. And I don't know if that's how he is really, but uh, but from an outsider's perspective, watching the, watch it, you're like, all right, TR's up. Carson's up. TR's up. We got something going here. Yeah, TR's a natural ham. He, he, he likes the stage. He likes yeah. the lights. Maybe that's why I like him because he's yeah, a good he, interview. Yeah, he is, and he knows how to laugh at himself, and, yeah. and uh, he, doesn't take, uh, he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. And uh, he's the same guy every day. He's got the shortest memory I've ever seen, which is a good thing in baseball. Right. Right. Yeah. He doesn't know what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, that, that allows him to bounce back really quick uh, from at bat to at bat or game to game. And uh, the physical uh, ability and size and strength and speed, it's everything you look for. And for him, uh, I'm very proud of how far he came during his two years here. Don't know if we'll get the chance to coach him again with the draft coming up, but uh, that's one guy I'd like to see be able to play for a long time. Yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun to watch, there's no doubt about it. So uh, when you look at uh, the facilities around the, around the baseball, area the the complex uh are there any improvements coming that that, that you guys get to you know yeah talk i think about? uh obviously we've got one of the nicer stadiums yes. in the country yes. and uh when you fill it full of cajuns it becomes in my mind the best mm-hmm. uh one thing that we are working to do is is build a operations building that that houses uh, an indoor development center with pitching and hitting and all the stuff that comes with it. Uh, and we're in dire need of that, but I mean, believe it or not, we don't have an indoor facility. We, yeah. you, you can go inside indoor football, but right. you've got to share that, et cetera. Uh, and so we're one of the few teams that, that doesn't have that option. Uh, and in South Louisiana, that's important with weather, lightning. Absolutely. Lightning's a big thing. It doesn't even have to be raining. That'll knock you out for 30 minutes pop. Right. Uh, so, uh, that's something that we're working hard on and ultimately uh, building off and extending our clubhouse. Coach, I appreciate your time. It, uh, always always a pleasure to chat with you. Best of luck next season. Really enjoy. I, I used to tell Coach Tony Robichaud this all the time. you got to get me to Omaha. I've never covered the College World Series. So uh, I'm going to just throw that out there. I'm going to put that on you, too. We'll get you to Omaha, George. <laughs> all right. We'll bust out the doors. <laughs> hey, one way or another, we'll go. <laughs> Figure it go. out. All right. Coach, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, George. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. We'll see you next time. Enjoy your week. Have a good one.